I'm Jeremy Prest, filling in for Leon today. After decades of nursing experience, my guests today had a front row seat to witness red flags of pandemic measures and the stress on the healthcare providers in British Columbia. Since she has launched Ezra Wellness, which she calls health promotion and disease prevention, here to share her story and provide insight and hope about the strained and dysfunctional Canadian healthcare system. Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. Svetlana, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here. Thank you, Jeremy, for having me. It's uh, great to be here. And hello from Miami, Florida. Over these last couple of years, I think we've really seen the flaws or the, the chinks in the armor, I guess you could you could maybe say in regards to our healthcare system. What were some of the things that you noticed with your expertise um, with our healthcare system? Yeah, actually, you know what? And I don't even call it a healthcare system. I actually call it the sick care system. So, you know, being in the being in this system for over 20 years, um, I was really never encouraged to practice health promotion and disease prevention. A lot of the things, you know, we we treat we treat diseases and we treat sickness, but we never, you know, promoted health and wellness. So I, I think it's a great time in history to really reflect on, you know, where we've come from in the sick care system and how do we want to plan something new and move forward into the truly the healthcare system, the the well care system, health and wellness, you know, how do we want to, you know, promote health and prevent disease so people don't get sick? I, I think I get what you're saying, but you're saying more or less, it's more or less treating the symptom and not the cost. Would you, would you agree? Well, I mean, they often go together, um, but maybe we could just back up just a little bit and we can talk about, you know, what, what brought us here and why we're even mm-hmm. having this conversation in the first place. So, yeah. you know, back in 2020, um, January specifically, the, there was, you know, something called the COVID-19 viral illness. And um, this basically stopped the world, you know, starting in Wuhan, China, and it spread right to North America, Canada, Alberta, Mm -hmm. BC, and the rest of Canada. So it's really affected everybody's um, health and wellness and family and employment. So, um, you know, there was a red flag for me right at the beginning of March of 2020, when I realized that this was not uh, truly a healthcare emergency. This was um, something far greater. And uh, I noticed a billing code um, from the BC government medical services plan uh, for COVID-19. Anybody, anything, anybody knows about billing codes? It takes probably at least 10 months to process. A billing code is something that the physicians use mm-hmm. to basically charge the medical services plan of BC um, you know, health diagnosis for somebody. So uh, right after, you know, the the pandemic was announced, there was a billing code for doctors to use. To me, this was a huge red flag and we continue to have these red flags and healthcare professionals started to uh, communicate, you know, through different chat groups right across the country. And we realized that we all had the same thing happening. And this was one big, you know, lie. Yes, there were people getting sick and ending up in the emergency and ICU, but you know what? People always end up in the ICU and emergency. That, that's actually a normal thing. Um, so, you know, last October, uh, October 26th of 2021, approximately 4,000 registered nurses yeah. in British Columbia were terminated for uh, refusing the mandatory vaccine. This crime against humanity, you know, um, will be something that's, you know, has left a legacy forever. And we really need to understand what happened, why it happened, 
you know, who was in control of it and, and, and learn from this experience and move forward. We have a lot of um, hopeful resources and opportunities coming up in Canada and North America, but we need to team up with the right people alignment and yep. uh, make this you know, project move forward. Just to flesh out the the thought about the code. So you're saying normally a code comes across for some sort of whatever the issue it is, is and it takes months usually. And you said it came out in how in, in a very little time. So the middle of March, uh, Justin Trudeau announced that there was a deadly virus that was going to sweep across the country and basically kill people. Okay, a mm-hmm. respiratory illness that's going yeah. to you know, you know be very difficult for people to get through health-wise. Yeah. So w- what happened there is um, most physicians' offices in Canada have something called an EMR, electronic medical record. This is how they uh, do their doctor's notes, nurse's note. This yeah. is how they build the government. There's so many diagnoses out there, hypertension, yeah. diabetes, depression, infection, insomnia, and so on and so forth. COVID-19 became a, a formal diagnosis where physicians could build the medical services plan of British Columbia within two days, within two days wow. of Justin Trudeau announcing the, the, the pandemic two days later in little old Christina Lake, British Columbia, a small little rural town of about 2000 people. We had the billing code already ready to go. So to me, wow. this was a very clear organized structured plan on, on the part of you know, our Canadian, you know, corrupt government, and, and it was implemented, which encouraged the physicians to keep up with the narrative so they continue to get paid. And I believe this is the reason why we have seen very little physicians step out of their, you know, role, which they should be, you know, holding up the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm model of care. But the money um, is, you know, is is being used to tie them in there. But we, at the end of the day, we all had a choice of what we wanted to do, support the narrative, or, you know, stood for, you know, the patient and being the best patient advocate that we possibly can. And um, we saw an exodus of a large amount of amazing healthcare professionals one year ago from BC. And I know Alberta was really affected as well by the mandates. Yeah. Now, I notice you're using a lot of words like pandemic, genocide, but and, but you're, you're speaking from a place of experience, from the things you saw, the, the, all the things that you, because you were front line, correct? Yeah, so you know, my my background in nursing is intensive care unit, emergency, uh, community health. Yeah. Uh, my last seven years was a primary care nurse working in a doctor's clinic, uh, basically working as a nurse practitioner level. So I've had you know a plethora of nursing yeah. experience. Yeah, like, so okay, there's so many different angles I kind of want to um, flesh out here in, in regards to the healthcare system. Like you said, uh, what did you call it again? Well, currently I call it the sick care system. But like what? what could the healthcare system do to get to a place where it's no longer like where it gets to a preventative place? Is there a a healthcare system that could ever get like that? Yeah. You know what? I I think actually this is where we need to start branching off to privatization of healthcare. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a competition for the current, you know, um, social and public system. Mm -hmm. Uh, The public system cannot be, you know, the one and only standard of care. There needs to be, um, competition and privatization. I mean, we've already seen it. We see the naturopaths and the chiropractors, the yeah. massage therapists, the dentists, we see them, you know, doing, doing their, you know, your, their model yeah. of care. And I think it's now time for physicians and surgeons and nurses 
uh, to step out into that role and to be encouraged to do that. And, and really that's what I'm, you know, attempting to do and I'm actually doing it. Um, and, and the, the response has been uh, overwhelmingly positive because, you know, Alberta and the rest of Canada are looking for an alternative source that they can trust. And I think trust has been completely blown yeah. um, in the last two years. And people now are starting to think critically um, about their health, which is actually moving in the right direction, as opposed to just going to your physician and, and letting them tell you, you know, what to do. The, the goal is for somebody to be empowered with information and yeah. tools to know where to go and then actually have access uh, when they need that that care. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's very well said because over the last couple of years, we've seen that if you if you just asked a question, you were almost um, pushed into a corner of conspiracy theories just by asking questions. But um, I've seen multiple media streams all showing the flaws over over time, where the system recommended this, and this was incredibly bad. And it turned out 20 years later, they found out. And so it, it's a good thing to ask questions. It's a good thing to dig and to be able to advocate for yourself. So you um, you mentioned that you're currently in a health, like you're providing health care. What is it that you're doing right now? Yeah, so when October of 2021 came around, you know, this was last year, I saw the writing on the wall. Um, we had Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix. Uh, these were the health minister team of British Columbia saying, okay, nurses, you don't take the vaccine while well, you're fired, you know, without pay. And I knew, well, I was going to be one of those nurses because there was no way in heck that I was taking that vaccine. And, you know, working with the patients, I, I had the opportunity to, you know, do my own research. And I was asking them, like, you know, if, if there was an opportunity for you to hire a nurse, you know, yeah. privately, would you consider that? And eight out of the 10 patients that I asked on a daily basis said yes. So I knew there was a market for this because they they weren't getting the care that they were you know wanting everything transferred to the phone um and and you know the phone's okay but but you need to have some sort of um you know time to to, to talk to people so i started this ezra wellness network and it, it was at in the time of you know where where basically the government wasn't was saying i was not allowed to practice nursing well you mm -hmm. know what I know what's best for the patients and I enjoy patient care and working with complex issues and families. So, you know, yeah. this was uh, something that I resurrected and currently it's a mobile and remote remote resource. Um, and we provide, you know, nursing consultations. We provide referrals um, for all over Canada. Um, I'm connected to as many healthcare professionals across the country uh, to help provide, you know, patients wow. And families, um, families are in a real uh, dire situation. This is a huge thing. So we try to deploy nurses to, you know, these specific communities to help these families along and advocate for them because the system is a very complex one at the moment. Um, so I work really, you know, remotely, you know, on the on the Ezra phone, basically. And um, people call and text me and I help them with many different, you know, problems, you know, yeah. right from the viral illness to, you know, where do I find a surgeon, for example. So, wow. you know, there's not only me, but I, I work with a team of healthcare providers, other nurses and physicians who are in the same boat as me. Um, and we are trying to, you know, restart the, the wellness um, system, really just peer in service. Um, and, you know, there's nothing, uh, you know, we just want to start, we want to help people and bring this, this truth to light. What, as a healthcare professional, what is it that you wish um, a lot of these people knew, like that they had access to? 
I, I think, you know, early preventative care mm -hmm. is the best, yeah, you know, and this sure. really goes back to, I mean, the first thing we all should be doing is exercising, you know, our bodies <laughs> crave movement and that's actually how we build a strong, healthy immune system. So, you know, we need us, we need a robust immune system to be able to tackle, you know, all these, you know, viral and, and bacterial things yeah. and parasites that we just have in our environment. Um, whether they're man-made or natural. So exercise is number one. Uh, I mean, you are what you eat. Um, making healthy food choices is really important, you know. Um, and then after that, we have our plant-based med medicines, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, for example, ivermectin. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can be doing. And, and my job, I think, and I'm excited about is to help empower people mm -hmm. to to, you know, make those healthy choices. And when they need access to care, I'm there for them along with other healthcare professionals. When you're treating people and you're, you're dealing with people from whatever side of the political spectrum, what have you noticed that, um, like informed consent, when we when when that was, it almost seemed as though that went out the window. What did you notice in your in your field with informed consent when it came to the patient? Yeah, I mean, informed consent is, is, is central to all patient care that we provide. You know, you need the patient's consent um, in order to move forward with any type of, you know, working mm -hmm. relationship. So, you know, the, 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 the extreme coercion and, um, you know, segregation around, for example, the vaccine was absolutely off the chart charts. We've never yeah. seen this type of, uh, force and pressure and shame, uh, before, at least not in yeah. my, you know, 25, career, 25 years of career. So, it, it, the the it, there was really no informed consent you know yeah. i mean to tell somebody you know take a shot or lose your job i mean th that is just absolutely primitive and and mm -hmm. absolutely criminal um so patients really had no choice they 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 were trusting their care provider at the time whether it was a doctor or a nurse and they just you know they they took it like yeah. well yeah, I guess I should. And, you know, even the flight issue, not being able to fly if you didn't have the vaccine. I mean, so there was like everybody had a choice, but I do yeah. understand, you know, why people were so pressured into doing it. I mean, if you're the choice is either take the vaccine yeah. or keep your job. Well, I mean, a lot of people need to keep their jobs and pay their mortgage. And, and you know. yeah, it's very much a bullying tactic. Um, you know what I mean? Do this or else this. And so and and and. To be to play the devil's advocate, I've talked to people on the other side who were just so scared because they didn't know what was going on, and they thought that that was the wisest thing because they trusted these people. And so, to those people who don't know or didn't know, um, informed consent is exactly what you're saying. What what would you say entails? Like I, in some of the stuff that I came across in your in your um, practices, is the five rights of an individual. What are those? Yeah. So as a nurse, I've literally given out thousands of medications before and before you give out a medicine you always it's it's a rule you know and yeah. all the nurses all the good nurses out there know what i'm talking about so there's always five rights to a medication right patient yeah. right time right route right dose and the right to refuse every patient or client has the right wow. to refuse a medication so and that without judgment, without, you know, causing, 
you know, any type of mental distress on them. That's yeah. their right. Uh, you know, so the government absolutely overstepped this huge, huge line in the, the five rights of medication administration. And to be clear, that's taught to you guys as nurses. Is that correct? In nursing school, you know, that's drilled into us wow. daily because it's really, I mean, with with it's a great responsibility to administer medications. I mean, there's yeah. a huge if you're not on the ball, you can be making massive amounts of medication errors. And this yeah. costs people, this could cost people their life. Yeah. So for these five rights of medication uh, rules to be thrown out the window was a huge absolute thing for, for nurses to um, to stand their ground. And that's why we saw at least 4,000 nurses uh, you know, be terminated um, in BC last year because they will not comply with with this agenda. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was was healthcare reform. Who who should be, like, who should these decisions come to? Who should be advocating for this? I mean, this is a big question. Yeah, so we have sure. to look back at, you know, the model that we've come from, and that was the big pharma model. That was a business model that they, you know, strategically, uh, you know, came up with, and and yeah. you know, years later, here we are with, uh, you know, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson, basically. Yeah you know, ruling the roost in the, in the, in the healthcare system. So moving forward, we really need to recognize, you know, who the players are and, you know, we don't want to play with those players. They're going to keep going and, and doing their thing, but we're, you know, I'm disregarding them. And I, you know, we are planting something that, you know, is, is based on just pure, pure goodness, service, disease prevention, health promotion, aligning with the right healthcare professionals. And at the end of the day, mm -hmm. Jeremy, it's up to the patient to decide yeah. where they're going to go to get advice in healthcare and medicines. This is a call out for the patients to be really critical of your healthcare provider right now, Wh whoever it is, just look at them. Do they look healthy to you? You know, yeah. th that's the first step. Somebody who is a you know a physician a or a nurse who's a smoker and overweight, to be honest, I wouldn't want to go see them if they're not practicing what they're preaching. Yeah. Then yeah. Really, is that the best care you're you're providing? So it's a time for you know, um, you know, uh, the, it's it's blooming. The new wellness system is blooming all over um, yeah. North America, and it's up to the patients to to do their homework, to do their research. Um, and you know, it's not only physicians and nurses and naturopaths and chiropractors, like get out like your, you know, your, your personal trainers, you know, get yeah. to the gym. They know so much. So th this is all inclusive of people who, you know, want to do health and wellness coaching as well. Oh, absolutely. Like one of the things is, this is just a different way that I think is that I wouldn't take financial advice from somebody who was not financially well. Like, so why in the world would you do it with somebody who, who doesn't? And like, how do you feel it's going now, now that we're kind of on the other side of this, if, if you even agree we're on the other side of this, um, how do you feel like we can move forward? You know, I, I think we have moved forward. Yeah. The last six weeks, I've really felt like we've moved forward. Uh, not only, you know, do I see it politically, I literally feel it energetically. You know, it's in the air and, and a lot of people agree with me. So, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna hit back home right to Alberta. Yeah. Um, I moved to Alberta, you know, approximately, you know, just under a year ago. Why? Because this the spirit of freedom lives in Alberta. So I think there is huge hopes for Alberta. And I know a lot of people want to move to Alberta, you know, because they are seeing movement forward. The action is happening in mm -hmm. Alberta. So 
you know, that's where I would love to plant an Ezra Wellness location. Uh, I have had, I have daily requests on, hey, where's your location? Where can I go? Um, and I mean, to be honest, we're a group of healthcare professionals that were terminated. Yeah. So we we actually have little to no income. Um, and I mean, if there's anybody who wants to help with, you know, a financial investment, you know, you're going to work with the best of the best healthcare providers, but, you know, to establish a physical location. And what I would really like to do is focus on blood health, the health of your blood because your blood is, you know, it, it tells stories about how, yeah. how you're doing, you know, doing a pre and post blood analysis, you know, getting interactive um, activities with, with the patient, you know, and I just like, love how, what you said was, you know, IV treatments, for example, vitamin, IV vitamin C, you know, mm-hmm. people are asking for that. Um, we're yeah. nurses who started IVs all our careers. So yeah. it's actually a great marriage for for this concept. So we are moving forward. And I hope all the rest of the provinces in Canada take note of what Alberta is doing. So where, where can people, um, do you have a website? Is there where people can kind of either book appointments, call you guys? What is it if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah, so you know the intake process. Um, we're we're slowly making it larger, um, and we're advertising more. So I have a website. It's just mm-hmm. a simple website, one pager, EzraWellness.ca, and basically it just gives a little bit of information of who I am, yeah. what I'm about. Um, I have some plant-based medicines that people are really interested in. I have a phone number, a work phone number, um, and you're going to be you know texting me on this you oh, know wow. cell. And this yep. is how I'm doing my work from Florida, actually. Um, and then I, you, you have an opportunity to connect with me, text yep. me, you know, or I can call you. And this is a one-on-one nursing service that I believe is really important. And, and that's why I actually do it through text because sometimes emails are delayed, um, and people need responses now. You know, we have a yep. lot of emergencies across the across you know Canada, and I, I even have people in Florida calling me for help. So it's not just a Canada or Albertan thing. So we have access to a lot of, you know, healthcare providers who yeah. have stood their ground and, you know, practice the do no harm model of care. And those are the ones that we want to continue to work with. I commend what you're doing. And I think it's incredible. Do you have, um, do you, what, what are your thoughts? Like when people talk about natural um, supplements, vitamins, preventatives, they kind of roll their eyes and go, oh, there's not enough research on this. What are your thoughts to that? Do you have any resources that maybe people can look at that you can point them to? What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, let's just see what what's natural. Is natural the food that we eat? Exactly. That's a great question. The vitamins and minerals that we intake. Yeah. You know, th- there's so much information out there. Uh, you know, the, the internet is just this land of information. There's some mm-hmm. great, some not so great. It's yeah. it's now up to the reader to do their critical research and actually trail back who puts out that information. Uh, so where is the source that you're reading? And and yeah. then you you cannot just believe anything you read or see anymore. You have to do your own research. And this is a, this is going to be a learning curve for yeah. all of you know Canadian clients and patients to 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 make their best informed choice and that's that's a huge you know giving back the power to the patient so and and that's going to improve mental and physical well-being all around if someone's considering um going down the private route thinking about contacting you guys is there any legal implications anything that they have to worry about as far as being covered or cared after so, you know, when you enter into private care, uh, it's like a private membership association. For mm-hmm. example, it's like a gym membership. You go to the yeah. gym, you hire a personal trainer. It, there's an agreement yeah. between the patient or the client and the healthcare provider. There is an agreement there that we will be working together. 
Yeah. Um, and that is that is our that is our God given right that that we're able to do that. So you know that's what I stand on, and I haven't had any um, problems or challenges with that model of care yet, and I don't expect there to be. Very cool. Thank you for joining us today, Svetlana. It's been a pleasure, and um, I want to say keep fighting the good fight, and uh, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Jeremy. What you're doing too is providing that truth news to the world, and this is what we need. This is where it starts. And it's just going to continue. So what you guys are doing is really great. And thank you for, for reaching out and having me on your show. You are an essential part of this series. Support truth, knowledge, and wisdom by sharing this show with a friend. Visit returntoreason.tv. There you can subscribe to my newsletter by clicking Become an Insider. Get the latest articles, episodes, and exclusive content you'll be the first to know about fascinating conversations I've had recently and what my research team is working on. If you have a suggestion for the show or would like the reference material for this episode, use the link in the show notes. Experience Return to Reason. Get involved.